Expounded Universe, Season 17, Episode 3. Hey yo, DJ, pump this party! The book, Star Wars Coruscant Nights 2 Streets of Shadows, by Michael Reeves, Chapters 5 and 6, with your hosts, Jeff and John. And this came out some year, don't worry about it. Let's go! Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast by God. My God. As in, he's right there. He's standing near us. We, we do this by God. Indeed. <laughs> it's mostly just one huge sandaled toe that we can see from here. Well, I mean, as we've mentioned, everyone is in the audience when we record this. Yeah, well, everyone in the network, which just lets us know that, that God has a podcast on our network. Look, God's in the network. Uh-huh. <laughs> God is in the mix. I mean, it's really irritating that God is in the mix. I have to record like 10 seconds of God at the start of every one of these episodes just so I can use God removal. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah. Because we're godless heathens. <laughs> well, he, he sounds really loud. He's like the chorus of 10,000 trumpets. Yeah. Every time if I, if I left it in there, people's eyes would explode out of their heads from hearing the true voice of the Lord. Plus, he's got one of those really annoying audience laughs, you know, like to get the regular. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Like, th th there's a whole regular immediate laugh to when, like, I don't know, Kelly walks into the room or something, and the whole audience is like, woo, ow, and then clapping and stuff. And then right as it starts to peter out, you're, ha, and you're like, fucking God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you are messing with the flow. You are a terrible audience member. <laughs> How you doing? I'm Jeff. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm John. There we go. Everything's out of the way. Everything has been out of the way now. Now that we've gotten this blasphemy out of the way, we can get right to the show. Was that really blasphemous? We didn't say what god. <laughs> we just said a god. Oh, god. Little g god. Yeah, you can blaspheme all you want against a god you make up. I think that's, uh, I think Sartre said that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds like a quote. He yeah. Yeah. Who's going to stop you? He went on to say. <laughs> The fucking being, Pope? Being in trouble's a fake idea, said Sarge. <laughs> uh, Kant said that too, said Sartre. <laughs> Famously, Nietzsche said, fuck it, say whatever you want about God. He don't care. <laughs> as long as you don't capitalize it, you're just talking about some God. Ah, uh, God. A God is dead, yeah. is what he said. <laughs> that was Dr. Seuss paraphrasing. <laughs> Which God? That's some God. You know. A sun god? Moon god? Sure, as long as you don't name him. You can blaspheme all you want. God fucking sucks. <laughs> Little G god. Some god. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. I thought we wow. Had, I thought we had that out of our system. Nope. Oh, come on, that wasn't that blasphemous. Just saying that God's in here and he's bad at laughing. <laughs> Just saying God <laughs> sucks. That's a, not blasphemous. A god. <laughs> Un god. <laughs> Just assume anytime I say God, I, I, I quietly insert parentheses A or some in front of it. Yeah. As the as the uh, need arises. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come at me, Christians or whatever. Or any other religion with a God. <laughs> See, oh, wait a minute. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all of them. There might be some that don't specifically have any particular God. I mean, you might get into like... The difference between gods and, like, nature spirits, spirits or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, if you want animists or what have you. Yeah, I was going to be like, all oh, right, well, you know, you could get into, like, oh, we just worship the spirit of everything. <laughs> Trees suck. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the spirit of this plant 
eats a dick. <laughs> well, yeah, that is a dick-eating plant. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I had a Venus dick trap. <laughs> Was there anything more disappointing? Oh, I guess this is very much a me story, so I'm not going to ask it. In <laughs> is a re- there anything more disappointing than a very specific thing from my childhood? I was going to say, okay, let me let me let me rephrase this. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with the carnivorous plants, the sundew, the pitcher plant, the Venus flytrap. I thought they were like the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. So I read all the books about them. I kept trying to find out more kinds of of uh, carnivorous plants, blah blah blah. And then finally, when I was like 14 or 15 years old, for the first time in my life, I saw Venus flytrap. Yeah. Motherfuckers are small as shit. Yeah, they're tiny. They're so little bitty. And every picture you ever see of them makes it look like they're like each leaf half is the size of like a credit card. Yeah, no. No, they're like little baby things. And they always just magnify the shit out of them for TV. Well, yeah, because when you see them, you're like, oh, man, I'm really looking at that fly getting wrecked by this plant. You're like, yeah, do you know how little a fly is? That's the problem is I was always assuming they were showing me like thumb sized flies getting eaten by these things. <laughs> these are giant Amazon flies. You don't understand. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like there's Venus fly traps all over my fucking neighborhood. So I didn't not have any. Yet. So I just assumed that wherever they were from somewhere, presumably somewhere with really low nitrogen counts in the soil. So as to require predation uh, there that uh, that there were probably just bigger flies there. Probably. Eating up all the fucking the ground nitrogen, little assholes. <laughs> little, little asshole nitrogen flies. <laughs> kind of big. As far <laughs> kind of big asshole nitrogen flies. Well, they got big assholes. They are still ultimately very small. Yes. The book. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, the book. <laughs> just do this for the episode. We're fine. Yeah, it's fine. We it's, can, it's we close can, enough to April. We can just fuck around for as long as we want. None of you care, it's right? Not- you're not here for content you're just here for us they're here because they heard god's on this podcast well bad news he canceled (laughs) he wasn't available this week he had to go do some stuff he said he was going to be everywhere yeah and you can tell that this isn't you know capital g god because it's he and not you know a nebulous genderless deity Oh, I thought Capital G God was straight up like a dude. Like, just, <laughs> like, yeah. just Capital G God's got like a beard and a pickup truck. Hey, look, any lady can have a beard and a pickup truck if she wants to. <laughs> I'm just saying Capital G Christian God knows whether or not his car has overhead cams. See, he's, he's just that kind of God. He gives a shit about tires. That's a different type of God. <laughs> that's Republican God. Yeah, there's Republican God. There's baby Jesus God. <laughs> Uh, why are we, we back on this? We can't not do it. God. Yeah. Oh, What's shoot, up? Now I'm claiming to be him. Wow. So, Blasphemy. So much more. Well, <laughs> well, strike me down, if you will. <laughs> and yet see how your hand falters. <laughs> uh, wow. Man, usually <laughs> it takes a minute to get this shaggy. <laughs> I've had a rough day. Sage was a real pill. Oh, good Lord. I tried to take her to the zoo today to get her tired, which usually works great. It worked great today, but it was because she kept running away. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'd be like, Sage, Fuck look at these. you, daddy. Yeah. Woo! I'd be like, oh, can she's like, can I get down so I can look at these forest pigs? Yes, sweetie. Here, down, stand right there and look at the forest pigs. And I am going to park your stroller. Uh, and where'd you go? <laughs> oh, God. I can only find you by the sound of your high-pitched squeal. Literally, I can only find her by the sound of other parents yelling, Whose kid is this? <laughs> Someone left a baby. <laughs> no one left her. She escaped. <laughs> Don't take your eyes off her. She'll steal your wallet. I got to get one of them stupid baby leashes. I always I always swore I'd never bother with those things. Hey, I mean, 
they're great. You put a little monkey backpack on a kid, and they're like, yay! And then they hit the end of the tether, and they're like, aw. <laughs> Every time I've tried them with her, she like just turns that into the game. She's just always at maximum length, leaning out and making you keep her up. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. What you going to do? Anyway. Let her fall. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> She'll learn eventually. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, look, eventually you'll be like, oh, when I do this, I fall to the ground. And then you're like, good. She's too smart. She'll re- reach back there and unclip the fucking thing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the book open. Chapter five is the introduction to what I assume is one of the primary antagonists of this book in particular. Uh, Aura Singh. Yeah, that's right. And I assume probably in the same way that in the first book, even though I am just, you know, wildly conjecturing about what was in the first book, in the way that I assume uh, Shizor was sort of a secondary antagonist in that book, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume Aura Singh is going to be the same sort of thing here, where the first book was like Vader and Shizor, and this one will be Vader and Aura Singh, and then the third book is probably just the Vader show. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially because it doesn't seem like, based on the introduction we have for her here, that she has anything to do with the whole uh, Kamasi light artists being kidnapped or whatever situation. Oh, no. She starts in a prison mine in some planet somewhere, and it's not a spice mine, so she doesn't have to be in the complete dark. Yeah. Like we've seen from other mines. And, and yeah, the uh, it, it seems like no one can write a mine into Star Wars without it being some horrifying fatal slave camp. Oh, of course. I mean, I get it. Real mines are terrible. I mean, real mines might as well. But then again, the, the Star Wars has more in- robots and good technology. I mean, we have an explanation. Don't hey, worry. Hey. But they have so much technology for this kind of crap. And yet every mine is always like... Slave labor camp, the mine, I assume, because, you know, the movies made that the case. Well, yeah, because Star Wars decided slaves are definitely a cool, good thing that we want in our setting. We are all in on slaves, Lucasfilm. <laughs> we and just then wanted Disney. slaves. I mean, it's no surprise for Disney, but... Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, and not even just in Star Wars. I mean, just Disney is all Completely in on slaves. Completely Disney. Have you ever seen the percentage of how many uh, Disneyland employees sleep in tents in Anaheim? It's three. It's it, even if it was three, that's more than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, yeah. The she is working in some mine. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Aura Singh, that's not surprising. She. I mean, I'm not. I'm prob. Spoiler alert. I'm gonna probably do her for the bonus content if you go to patreon.com slash system mastery and join our bonus content i have no idea who the fuck aura Singh is you heard it here first folks john is gonna do aura sing that's right for this week's bonus content i feel like we need to raise the price for that everybody show up <laughs> but no i i have very little memory of her as well she's a also ran character that was introduced in phantom menace and i assume was supposed to do something later and then i I, I, my guess is literally that George Lucas forgot that she was in there and that he had plans for her. Because by the next movie, you're like, well, there's still a female bounty hunter chasing Amidala with that weird centipede that goes in through the window or whatever, but that's not Aura Singh. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I guess they just decided that this character wasn't as interesting as they originally thought. Well, the I mean, the weird thing is, this book, when it's like, I'm Aura Singh, is really... It feels like you should know who that is. Like, the book's like, <laughs> you know. It's it's like if the book just went, I'm Han Solo. You'd be like, I know that character. Yeah. But that- it's Aura Singh, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. So, 
I'm going to just say what I remember, and I'll try my best not to step on any future bonus content, because I know very little, so it shouldn't do, ba- do that bad. Uh, in Phantom Menace, she's up on the rocks during the podcast sequence. Yeah, uh, during the podcast sequence. Uh, during the pod race sequence. Now, that's podcasting. <laughs> uh, but during the pod race sequence, she's up on like uh, an outcropping watching it happen, or she has like a long rifle or something. I want to say she shoots with them, but I think that was just the, the sand people. Um, so... But she's up there and she's just like observing or something. And that's it. And she's got she's got like pallid white skin and I think like a red face marking that looks like like she's wearing a a, a domino mask. I guess. She's just got like a Ninja Turtle strap mask on. I mean, we find out a top knot from this that she is indeed super pale. Yeah. Got that like sunken gray eyes and long fingers and big. She's got them long fingers that she got from eating too many crystals. And here is a drawing of her having long fingers with crystals. And here is, I don't know, some My Little Pony with crystals. <laughs> There's a nurse who is administering the fluid that will stop the crystals. Uh, the the introduction of her, though, where it's just like a very stark contrast between like, I'm Aura Singh and I murder Jedi and I'm the world's biggest badass and I live forever and I'm so long lived. Anyway, I'm in this prison planet where I'll probably die to like smoke inhalation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So very little known about her, even by her, according to this book, like there's a whole bit where she has no idea what species she is. She's pretty sure her mom was human. Yeah. She's like, mom was human and dad was a rolling stone. Dad was some kind of thing. Everyone always guesses rat attacky or a couple other, um, Baron, I think was one of the other ones that was a regular guess. Uh, well, I mean, anyone where you're like, what do you got that like pure white skin? Yeah, sure. Maybe one of those. Yeah. I think the other guess was Deveronian. Because, you know, I know that the the one, Simulok, the one that you see in, in you know, the Cantina, devil. he looks like the fucking devil, but they don't all look like that. A lot of them look like they're white with red dots. Not which, all of them look which, like the devil. Yeah, so so there's a lot of things that she could be, but she there's this whole bit where she's like, I have no idea what species I am, but I have no time. My species is the past. I am only invested in the present. But it's very good that my species, whatever it is, I have inherited longevity. Yeah, right. so, so apparently she's long-lived. Uh, and she is working in a z- Zentronium or z- uh, Zenotrium. It is a z- z- Zenium? Zenium. Z- just Zenium. Yeah. She's working in the Zenium mines, harvesting that Zen so she can buy lots of cool gear on the cryptic MMOs. Hey. 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 Yeah, the, <laughs> the weird thing about this is, like, the process for getting Zenium is you apparently... Turn the surrounding rock to gas, mm-hmm. which then gets sucked up by some sort of vacuum tube. Yeah, it's like the dentist office kind of thing. You have one thing that atomizes the rock, and then there's like right behind it, there's that suction guy who's already there. Yeah, you got a gasifier and a suckalizer. Yeah. And then after you're done gasifying, then there's like a sheet of purple crystal Uh uh-huh and then you study that to it you whack it and it falls apart into a bunch of hexagons and then you pile up the hexagons and those get pro oh you have to pro no wait that was just the gas that gets pulled through a carbonite tube yes i I, part of me thinks that this this author uh michael reeves is just taking star wars words and finding their closest real world word equivalent yeah it's a nano carbonite yeah it was carbonite nanotubes Oh, yeah, sure, that's a thing. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, because he does that again later when he says that there's a, a rock made of pure, like, pyroneumite. 
Oh. And I was like, oh, I get it. Fool's gold. Ha 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 ha. You get it? Yeah. But anyway, uh, so she's working the mine and thinking to herself about how the mine will eventually be the death of her because it kills everyone who works here. Uh, the gas from the Xenium gets in your lungs no matter what you do and causes a a form of murder or kill that like eats your lungs from the inside out by acid burning them. Yeah, it's got a name. It's like pyroliolysis or something, and it's yeah. just... This stuff is so toxic that even with rebreathers and everything else, as soon as you get some into there, the more that builds up, it is just burns away whatever you use to breathe. They just get purple lung. Uh, so it's just old fashioned. You get, you get fire lung. Yeah, you get fire lung. Uh, but she's like, well, that's just the thing that's going to get me. Uh, and, oh, of course, robots can't do this work because the stuff works even faster on robots. Any robot that comes to this planet just gets immediately, like, infested with purple dust and crashes into the nearby wall and dies. Well, yeah, it's specifically that whatever their visual sensors are mm-hmm. are apparently very susceptible to this nonsense such that they just immediately go blind and can't do the work. It's interesting that that's a known fact here. You'd think that that would be a great weapon to use against the uh, Separatist battle droid army. Yeah, you'd be like, like, well, you know, we've got an entire mine where all we really want is the Xenium, but the weird gas that we get from fucking gasifying the wall around it immediately destroys droids' ability to do stuff. Maybe let's sell Xenium and this gas. Yeah, instead of using it as a waste product, we could just take those fucking B1 battle droid Roger Roger pieces of shit and be like, here, poof. Ah, ah Roger Roger, I cannot see. I will walk into a wall. <laughs> Bonk. But donk. <laughs> that would have been uh, a very clever usage of this of this uh, powerful gas, but no. Yeah. It's, it's also <laughs> weird that they're like, and that's why we could never use droids. Now, of course... They don't get into like, well, couldn't you just put like a like a fucking helmet on whatever droid you were using so it didn't get in there? No, never. How about a droid that doesn't use eyes? Can you build a droid that just kind of follows a predetermined path based on like a line on the ground or like uh, some uh, some person who's walking around to guide it or something? Well, if you've got a person guiding it, you may as well have that person okay, mining. You got a good point there, but I, I mean, literally you could do this by giving the droid no optical sensors and having it do the whole thing through like sonar or something. Eh, they don't have that technology in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, no one's invented sonar in Star Wars. Well, I assume that it's like, oh, this doesn't pick up as different. Like, if you send a wave of mutilation or whatever, then it's just like, what is this? It's a rock. I can't tell. (laughs) I'm just saying it's kind of a silly, because they literally the line is clearly there to explain why droids are doing this work on this, or aren't doing this prison planet hard labor. They just wanted to be like, why don't they just have droids do it? Well, obviously, it's because any droid that comes to this planet gets immediately fuckalized by the super date gas. And, and you're just like, well, you know, by saying that, you just pointed out that you've invented the perfect anti-droid weapon. <laughs> it's also interesting because it's the kind of thing where this would be a question you might have on a different mine. Because if you were like, oh, this is a standard mine for profit that's like we hire people, mm-hmm. then you'd be like, oh, you should just get droids because one, they don't have to like sleep and two, they don't die from breathing in stuff. Yeah. But with this, you're like, oh, it's a prison planet. They don't care. Yeah. Because they're not paying anything for labor where you'd have to pay for a droid. 
The other thing I like here is the uh, the bit where she's talking about how the uh, the uh, the flame flame lung will kill anything, whether or not it has lungs. It's like anyone who breathes or die, whether they breathe through their stomata or their trachea. And I'm like, those are both things that lead to lungs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's any respiratory system. If it's lungs, stomata, trachea or whatever. Wait, what a bit? What? Why would you just why would you just put gills? Trachea is not a kind of lung. It's like the esophageal passage. And the stomata is that hole that that like smokers have to get when they fuck up. All you've done is say lungs and (laughs) ways to get to lungs. I mean, it's not a stomata. It's a stoma. But still. Like it's funny. It is funny that they didn't just put like gills, yeah, or you know, spiracles, whatever. However, bugs breathe. Just do that diffusion breathing. What? It's- <laughs> but no, they're like, ah, yes, it's only lungs and ways to get into lungs that'll burn you alive. So you could use any species that doesn't breathe through those. Sure. Let's get. I don't know. Whatever. But whatever. It's a slave camp. Fine. So obviously, oh, yeah. they just use slaves as resources or prisoners as resources until they die. Yeah, that's that's the thing is because Star Wars is so very big on the whole slave labor thing and there's always more prisoners, they're like, ah, fuck it, we don't care. Yeah, so she's doing her mining job. She gets a big load of her purple crystal hexagons and takes them topside to throw them on a hopper and has a chance to consider a Wookiee. <laughs> consider the Wookiee. Yeah, and I don't have the book in front of me, so I don't remember his name, but I always appreciate it when people have to write Wookiee names and the only one they know is Chewbacca, because you always end up with these things made of pieces of that. So his name's probably like Podonkalagon or something. <laughs> I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's always the way it seems to go. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what, next yeah. time I make a character, Podonkalagon. Podonkalagon's coming in hot. <laughs> Uh, Karundabar. Karundabar. Vermin ah. Karundabar. Ah, Karundabar, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have made spread. It is Karundabar. <laughs> Someone's got Jurgen on the brain. Dude, that if you don't have Jurgen on the brain, you ain't been watching. Well, because maybe you got Giuseppe on the brain, right? I mean, that dude's... <laughs> I love them both, but God, Jurgen, I'll just listen to him do anything. I know, Jurgen's great. And especially because... All right, I know we're on a baking show tangent, and we already did the God tangent, but come on. Uh, <laughs> the the I, One of the things I love about baking show is the incongruent or unlikely hobbies it seems like everyone has. They're always like, this person is a rocket scientist, learned to bake yesterday, and plays tuba with his family every day at his beach house. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> is no. England just made up? <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing whenever you go to one of those, like, house hunter shows, and they're like, yeah. my my husband follows butterflies for a living, and I dance. Yeah. And you're like, our budget is $3 million. What? It's always because they have rich parents. Our budget is $3 million from our parents. Exactly. That's It's always that. Because, yeah, you're right. Every time, it's always just like, I'm a professional argument listener. You mean a therapist? No, I do a different thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's freelance. I do it to people who don't know I'm doing it. <laughs> but no, yeah. And plus, we had, what was it, uh, Chigs Week? Last week was Chigs Week? Oh, yeah. Go fucking Chigs. Hell I didn't yeah. think anyone was going to crack the pile up of, of Giuseppe and Jurgen at the top. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, by the way, I did look it up. Stomata for plants is actually Oh, a, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that does make sense. I had it mixed up with stoma in my head, which is that- Which that, is actually also what it is called. Oh, okay. It's called a stoma, stomata, stomate- Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Thanks. Thanks for doing that because otherwise, you know, people would have been correct. Oh, I am. 
certain that someone has already corrected us somewhere <laughs> so it's fine yeah <laughs> listen to the whole episode everybody you never know when we have to pause for a poop and we actually look shit up you never know when i might just be like hold on <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious anyway so Podonkagon or whatever uh is an interesting character study because he's a wookie who has lost all his hair yes uh good old baron wunderbar here is yeah. a wookie who has gone Almost completely hairless at this point, mm -hmm. which is, I'm having a hard time imagining it. Like, <laughs> well, I've, have you ever seen that one? Uh, there's a uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. I have not. Oh, there's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where a shaved Chewbacca shows up and he keeps trying to convince the, uh, the, the Aqua Teen gang to help him destroy the moon. Okay. Well, because, you know, famously Chewbacca was killed by a moon. Yeah. And I believe the episode was made about a year after that. And I think they were trying to capitalize on the fact that there were news articles huh? about how Chewbacca died to a moon around that time. Good. <laughs> but he looked, he was a shave to Chewbacca. He had shaved himself completely and it looked hilarious. Well, <laughs> well this is another hairless Wookiee, mm -hmm. uh, almost blind, horrible cataracts. Which yeah. I gotta say, the fact that it attacks the droid sensors, but not like people mm -hmm. sensors, it's just lungs and not your eyes, because your eyes are gonna get that shit way easier. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think that's what's wrong with uh, Wunderbar or whatever. It's uh, honestly, I just think that Wookiees age the same way that like pet dogs do. Huh? <laughs> oh, he's like 19. You know, he's got like no hair left and his eyes are all shitty. Oh, uh, the only. <laughs> The only way he gets around is because he already knows the layout of the house. If we moved anything, it would be chaos. He's got one huge droopy titty. The The vets have said you just can't worry about it. You just got to let him be. You got to let the titty be. <laughs> Sometimes he'll go to lick you and his tongue will just rest there and he'll fall asleep. <laughs> it's fine. There's still a lot of love left in this Wookiee. <laughs> So I just I just think that's what's going on with this character. And he's dumping a big old load of uh, purple. Oh, he's dumping a load. <laughs> well, you know, he's old. He doesn't really have full control anymore. So he's dumping a big purple load. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's dumping off his, his ore pile as well. He's not an important character. He has nothing to do with anything. He's just something she's looking at when the trouble starts. Well, yeah, because her whole thing with being like, oh, I'm so long lived is... The way I get over troubles when they happen is I just outlive them. So if anyone else does things and be like, oh, you're in a, a place and it'll suck for you. And you're like, yeah, I'll just wait a while and then I won't be. <laughs> so I, I have to assume that the, she thinks of this whole mining situation as a very temporary arrangement in a life, like a, a never ending lifetime of, of interesting events. Oh, I mean, the way this chapter describes her. She sounds like a fucking vampire. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that's the funny thing you, meant, you should mention that is because I checked while we while you were uh, taking while we were doing a bathroom break real quick here, and the other species that was suggested that she might be half was Anzati. Yeah, uh, the soup guy, the soup guy, the nose vampires, the guy, <laughs> the the people who have feathers in their noses that come out and they they get your soup. They get your soup. They come get your soup. Uh, and so uh, I, I gotta wonder, does that mean that she has like a little bit of tendril coming out of her nose and she's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm Anzati, but I got these, like, I got tiny feathers up and <laughs> I don't know if I'm Anzati, but man, my nose hair is out of control. It's just a nuts. I'm like a grandpa man. <laughs> I'm, lo I'm looking like Baron Wunderbar over here. <laughs> I wish I had that nose hair. <laughs> I'd comb that over. I speak perfect English, by the way. Chewbacca had a speech impediment. That guy, what a dick. 
<laughs> no one likes him. That's why we sold him to Han Solo. What a tool. <laughs> I wish I could see so I could see the look on his face when I flip him off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, yeah, she has she tries to outlive all danger. Also, her she has a an antenna in her head that lets her sense danger apparently. Well, Used to, because she's <laughs> apparently she got dumped on this planet. She says after she fought, uh, like she was fighting some Jedi, and they cut off the antenna. Oh yeah, Ala Secura, the 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 blue Twi'lek. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I I got. I know way more about Star Wars than I ever want to, and I still am like, I don't know, man. You got a lot of dumb Jedi names. <laughs> but yeah, that got cut off. But she's like, I've got triple honed senses normally because she's mm. she was a padawan at one point for the dark woman yeah the dark lady was like her her jedi master apparently yeah and the dark so, lady was a good guy jedi who trained her yeah and she almost became a jedi but didn't and she's like oh that sneaky old dark lady she almost got me luckily and, i got kidnapped by pirates and they told me the truth about jedi and this handy jack chick tract <laughs> Because pirates have never lied to anyone. <laughs> and according to this pamphlet, Jedi worship a moon god? Moon god? <laughs> yeah, so she has some force capability. Mm -hmm. uh, not like super honed because she never got past Padawan, but, but I she, guess she's got some force capability. She is that, lightsaber trained. So she knows, like, she has a sixth sense for when danger is coming from years of that just being honed, I assume, by being a pirate and a mercenary and whatnot. And also she then has also like, the force. Also an antenna in her head. And then also a biocomputer. Yeah. And the antenna used to come out of her head. That got cut off, but it still kinda works. Yeah, I think it's just like if you like get your antenna on your car ripped off and you can still get some radio stations, you know, yeah. but not as good. You have to like keep your hand on it. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. But she notices because of that, she's like, oh, I didn't have the force tell me, but right at the last second, my little biocomputer was like, hey, you're about to get stibbity stabbed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so she is like, okay, it's definitely a vibro knife, and it's someone who's fairly well trained. I'm going to have to do a cool dodge. So she has a little spider sense, like that moment where, where Peter Parker slows down and explains how he has to do this. So he has to dodge it, but look like it's an accident. So no one can figure out that mild-mannered Peter Parker is actually very good at dodging things. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's Dodgeball Day. <laughs> That's the superhero name, Dodgeball Dan. No one will ever guess his name is Pete. He goes by Dan when he's a superhero. <laughs> exactly. Dodgeball the best way to throw people off. Yeah. I don't think that guy's name is really Dan. Wait, it is. <laughs> I'm Dan. Bye. Dodgeball Dan. Good old Dodgeball Danny Zuko. I mean, as dumb as the name. That's from Greece. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Bye. As dumb of a name as Dodgeball Dan would be for a Marvel character. I was looking up a list of Moon Knight villains the other day, and like third down the list was Stained Glass Scarlet. Great. I was like, is that a pirate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. His His other villains are like... A South African bushman with like one of those ha those sideways fold hats and like a knight in art, like literally the black knight from Monty Python. So sure, why not? Just like like a pirate is one of his just, other ones. Just some pirate. Fucking Moon Knight's villains don't fucking matter. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a it's a Trandoshan that is coming at her, and she just dodges to the side and and does the whole like I'm gonna grab your arm and you know break it and then pop it out the socket and. Drop it and pop it and lock it and hit it and split it. 
Uh, yeah, but I, with the, all the practiced ease that tells us that this author read all of the Wikipedia, Wikipedia articles about everything he wants to write about, he gets a, a quick mention in about how this Trandoshan doesn't waste any Jagannath points. Oh, yeah, this this Trandoshan is not wasting any time Jagannath. <laughs> it's been a while since we talked about Trandoshans and their, uh, their religion that just points... Their religion that revolves around Jagannath. It's, uh, they, have a, they have like a I don't even think their god is named Jagannath. I think Jagannath is literally the name for the point scale. Yes. Because their religion is point based, which is great. Well yeah. So the point is called a Jagannath, which we know is tooth. Yes. So it's basically like you get the teeth from the things you kill because it's all like being a cool hunter. Yeah, but it's not I mean, they also do collect teeth, but there's a bunch of symbolic tooth collecting and tooth losing that makes up all of the different parts of their religion. So, well, yeah, for example, it's not screaming just literal teeth. Yeah. It's it's figurital. Yeah, figurital. It's, figurital teeth. Figurital is my favorite Pokémon. <laughs> figurital. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to ask you to do the impression. Uh <laughs> literal. <laughs> oh, does he evolve into literal? Yeah. <laughs> They have a third one where they go to metaphorical. <laughs> Symbolism. <laughs> uh, okay, so it, one of the things he could have done that would lose him some Jagannath points in this botched attempt at assassination would be screaming when his arm gets broken. So he doesn't. Mm. He hisses instead. Hissing is worth Jagannath points. Not It doesn't cost you them. Well, yeah, because hissing is like, oh, I'm angry. Yeah. Instead of going like, ow. Oh, my <laughs> arm. Hey. <laughs> no fair. Uh. Mom said I couldn't get my arm broken. <laughs> Mom. I'm telling. <laughs> no, no, no. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> I actually, I have zero Jagannath points, so I can complain to mom. It's a, it's a, it's fine. I've decided that I'm going to have zero Jagannath points just so I can be a huge asshole. It's like I'm playing the rogue in Munchkin. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so she kicks his ass, puts him on the floor with a broken arm, has the blade at his throat, and then a hologram pops out of him. Like, I don't I guess he just has like a hologram just, somewhere just on him. just pops up behind her. Oh, is that what it, yeah, I don't even know what it's coming from, but a hologram pops up. And it's like, yo, quit it. I'm Darth Vader. What up? I'm Darth Vader. You don't get books about me that often. Yo, what up? It's me, Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm your boy. And at this point, it's a big mystery what and who I am. So work with that a little, would you? Anyway, uh, don't kill that guy. You already made him so that one of my good assassins is going to be out of commission for a while. Uh, I'm sure. Why would he give a shit? I mean, that's a while is a long time for Vader. I'm sure he's like, kill that guy so I don't got to pay him. Well, he doesn't <laughs> care about money. <laughs> he doesn't care about that guy either. But yeah, he's like, okay, I just that was a test. I wanted to see if you were a badass, if you still had it. Uh, I wanted to see if the mine had softened you. Yeah, but it looks like you still got it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hire you for a cool job. I need you to go out and do a job, and in return, you'll get a full release a full pardon from this and she's line. like wait no hold on i wanted the full release that's not a great you're gonna get full release <laughs> i've had a hard time getting full releases since they cut off my antenna <laughs> so it was uh, part of it part of it. <laughs> uh but no he offers her a pardon and she's already like hey I, that sounds fucking great. great great whatever i don't give a shit I'm just going to go wherever and do it. There's a whole thing. They want to make her seem like a total badass. So she describes who she thinks Vader is. She's like, oh, rumors abound about this fucking guy. They say he's the uh, the amalgamation of uh, of every worst Sith in the galaxy, that he's a super clone robot, that he's a clone of uh, of uh, Va or Palpatine. 
Yeah, she's like, uh, someone said that he was an ancient Sith Lord that Palpatine resurrected. Mm-hmm. I heard he threw a knife into heaven. <laughs> Could kill with a stare. <laughs> He'll kick you apart. <laughs> and so, but she, she doesn't want to appear scared of him because she's a turbo badass. So instead, she smiles at him all feral-like. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I want to hire you to do a cool job. You got to murder someone or whatever. And it doesn't get into too many specifics here. Yeah. But- it does mention that there are three more people there who were like watching this with interest. And I would be like, seems like there should be a shitload more people watching this with interest. First, a cool fight broke out. Then Darth fucking Vader popped up. See, the thing is, I feel like <laughs> if you see someone absolutely murk a Trandoshan without even breaking a sweat and then Darth Vader shows up, I'd be like, I don't want any of this. I'm out. <laughs> nope. See, I don't want to run in case I activate either of their kill instincts. <laughs> No, that's how you back away slowly. slowly back away. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I do not want to be near any of this shit. I'm going to walk, turn around slowly and then run down the alley yelling Vader coming. <laughs> uh, but instead we get two humans and a schist of Venom. Ooh, the werewolf people. Who are like, ooh, we're angry that you're going to get out of here. Yeah, they're like jealous. But I don't think they're really jealous because the, the more or less is like she agrees to Vader's terms and then Vader just stands there. Just in his hollow. He could have turned it off at any point and fucked along. No, but he wants to see her fight the yeah, jealous people. Exactly. He's like, he's like, I'm going to continue testing you because I see another fight brewing and I would like to watch that fight. Yeah, I just want to see, you know, you took out one guy, but maybe you're good at one-on-one. -on -one. Let's see if a three-on-one fight fucks you up. <laughs> Let's talk about how Vader gets full release. Because <laughs> I got a lot of burns. It takes some special. It takes a, a little bit of something. It takes a lot of prostate work. I'm not going to lie to you. I need someone with, like, a big old surgical glove. Look, I'm looking for someone with long fingers <laughs> and a short skirt. Gross. <laughs> someone with long fingers because they ate too many crystals. <laughs> Look, you've been down here eating crystals for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's not part of the job description, but I do eat crystals. It's true. Who doesn't? It's Star Wars. Maybe they give you powers or something. I don't know. I'll just eat anything. I don't even know what Xenium is or does or why you would mine it. <laughs> anyway, she turns around to go get in a fight with the werewolf and the two guys. And we cut. And we're done. Meanwhile. Uh, On Coruscant. Yeah, we're we're hanging out with uh, the main gang. So we got Loranth and we got we got Dan and we got Jax Pavon and I-5 and uh, Rinan. Rinan. Rinan, the, Ilomo, the Ilomine. And, Except and I think Guinan. we now established through our bonus content that he's not an Ilomine. No. He's a regular Elam, a different species that we're going to apparently do wrong all the way through the book. Hell yeah, they're just going to call this person an Elaman, even mm -hmm. though they are an Elam. So they are not a weird, spiky-headed, like, Sloth goblin man. Spider. yeah. They are instead some kind of weird little... Zabrak. Just a fucking Zabrak. No, he opposite. Oh, is it backwards? I thought he was one of the big sloppy... Oh, he, it's right. He, yes. You, you're right. Elaman is the yeah. Zabrak-looking ones. Yeah, and they're calling him the Zabrak-looking guy when he's not. He's the sloth spider Elam. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's the Eloy. They live on the surface and are wise and friendly. <laughs> yes, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, for a second, forgot which one lived underground. I didn't want to get the time machine story wrong. And then I was like, wait, no, I feel like Morlock has for a long time now been used as shorthand for troglodyte. Well, at that point, I was like, wait a minute, Morlock, 
I know that from the X-Men. They live underground. They live in a sewer, I believe. I believe I know what this is all about. Did they ever do Eloy on the uh, in the X-Men just to have like the obvious villain for the Morlocks to have to fight? I mean, that would be great, but I don't think so. Huh. Honestly, I think the Eternals are basically the Eloy. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we go over to there. It's the group of them, and they're hanging out, and uh, Jax gets... A sensation deep, deep in his loins. <laughs> he gets a force po- poke, and I forget which one this is. It's the one it, the, the, he starts by talking about how he's getting a force image in his head right now. I think it's the destruction one. It, it, no, this is he at the end of the last one. Uh, after the whole, I found out that everything was blown up. Uh, he also had that premonition of, oh, Skywalker is still alive. Oh, Anakin that's right. Skywalker is out there. And so this is him being like. You guys, the Force, it's like, hey, Anakin's alive. And everyone goes, are you sure about that, buddy? Yeah, don't you know Order 66 killed all the Jedi except for the two Jedi in this room alone? Completely, every single murdered all As of them. far as we know, every single Jedi was murdered except for obvious survivors who immediately found each other like you and me. It would be completely crazy if there were huge enclaves of more survivors all over the fucking place. Yeah, the... I mean, the only argument really that holds water here for why they're like, that's dumb, is everyone fucking knows who Anakin Skywalker yeah, is. They do mention he's like turbo famous. Yeah, he is the hero of the Clone Wars. Like, if you are Obi-Wan or Anakin Skywalker, you are known. Yeah. Like, you go anywhere in the universe, people are going to go, hey, look, it's that guy. So the fact that they're like, yeah, maybe, but there are rumors... He's basically Elvis yeah. in space right now. They're like, yeah, we hear rumors every day of like, oh, Anakin was seen over here. No, he was on the Outer Rim. No, he was on Nar Shaddaa gambling. I heard he was on Naboo trying to ride a big pear-shaped dog and, and levitating pears for no good reason. I heard he was hunting 15 elephants. <laughs> he had to turn back because of sand. <laughs> He hates sand, Judo. One weakness, they say. They say you can stop Anakin Skywalker with sand. They've turned into Red Mantle. <laughs> and that's all I want to do is just stop him with sand. <laughs> it took me a split second there to remember Red Mantle and Dragoon's names. Because <laughs> I think to me they're just the two-headed member of the Organization of Thirteen yeah. or whatever they're called. Uh, but, but yeah, they're Red Mantle and Dragoon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Anyway, good Red Mantle impression, by the way. <laughs> have you considered being him for Halloween? Damn. Have you considered? Let's you, both be them. I, I mean, obviously, we can't do that costume. That would take way too much work and friendliness. <laughs> we would have to be next to each other. And that's not happening. Yeah. Besides, I already have a Halloween costume. Get off me. <laughs> yes, I remember that well. <laughs> I always found it to be more of a crucible. <laughs> okay so good lord that's one of my favorite bits of that's like my favorite character in venture brothers is those two together (laughs) uh so yes he is trying to convince everyone else that he is correct he's like look anakin skywalker is somewhere out there but he does not through the force get anything more than that it's not like he goes "Ooh, anakin's still out there and also he's very turbo evil instead he's like Oh, Anakin's still alive, and I don't know, he's probably fine. We need to find him, because maybe we can add him to our little 
get together group, whatever this is. It doesn't feel like an like a detective agency exactly. Anyway, I was not best friends with Anakin because Anakin didn't have friends. He didn't let people get close to him. But <laughs> I was close enough that he re- provided me this MacGuffin for the book. Oh, that's right. He has a little stick of he has a little rock, the Pyronium. Yeah, a little rainbow rock that apparently its entire deal is it can absorb all sorts of radiation mm-hmm. and to the point where it shouldn't even be able to anymore. They're like, oh, there's theory that it like shunts it into a quantum realm or some shit. Yeah, that's like you and McDonald's. Exactly. You Everyone's just, like, how does that keep happening? You've been eating so much McDonald's. You, you've eaten way more than you should be able to. How are you absorbing this much McDonald's? I've seen you eat 10 McDoubles. What's happening? And you're like, well, I shunt it into a quantum realm. And by that, I mean... <laughs> Out my butt. <laughs> I call it the Phantom Zone. Uh, okay, so so yeah, he's got a little rainbow rock that I guess Anakin gave him, even though he's not friends. But then again, that's really... I, I feel like Anakin would have had friends if he had just been allowed to date Amidala and get it over with. I mean... Because <laughs> he was... He was just obsessive. Like the only if he wasn't with Amandala, he was asking where's Amandala, and if he didn't get a good answer to that, he was listening to My Chemical Romance. Yeah, he was just a real <laughs> sad shit of a dude. And if they had just been like, hey, we'll save your mom and put her up somewhere in fucking Coruscant. That would have been so easy. And then avoided. But no, that's the whole thing is the Jedi are like, but our whole deal, Mm -hmm. our whole big stupid ideology. We already let this one guy's dad work here as like a janitor or something. We clearly don't have more jobs (laughs) for random parents. Have you seen the size of this temple? We only need one custodian. (laughs) Oh, man. What a great what if that would be. What if they just fucking took Shmi with them? Like, I mean, I know that the, that, that, uh, what's the fuss of face? Watto would have been like, no, don't take my slave or whatever. But what is he going to do? What really? What's he's a little guy. He's a little tiny guy. He's just a little guy. Just hold him. You just push him away and be like, go away. Get back. Get away. We're taking this. And at that point he'd be like, Hey, Jedi's, you owe me a slave. They'd be like, uh, Here's a couple bucks. Go, go fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 bucks to leave. Your money won't work on me, eh? Only money. Oh, yeah, that's good. We're oh, good. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah I'll take okay. 50 okay. bucks. <laughs> so, PayPal or <laughs> Venmo? <laughs> yes, this is our good friend, Jedi Master Venmo. <laughs> Venmo, my brother. <laughs> hey, I use Jedi Mind Tricks. We're talking like this. I'm a walking here. <laughs> God damn, this episode is shaggy as fuck. <laughs> Venmo is shaggy too. Hey. hey! <laughs> okay, Venmo the Toydarian, new official character. <laughs> Jedi Master Venmo the Toydarian. Is uh, is a great character. I'm sure he makes a lot of sense to everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like, of course, duh. <sighs> Please put us back on track. I I I just know that they start sensing. I mean, it's a lot of den in yeah. this chapter. It's just well, a shitload of den. I know it ends on den too, but it, it's no, the, from his point of view. The beginning is all from Jax, and then we go over to den. Yeah, because Jax is hanging out, and they're talking about his little pyronium MacGuffin oh, that right. they have and, that I'm sure that'll come into handy later. And he, and he asks, he fucking asks I-5, our droid, what it does. And he's like, ah, thank you for asking. It absorbs all kinds of light spectra. And Jax just gets like comically bored immediately. Oh no, it's Den is like, does it do anything besides shine? And I-5's like, yes, it does this and this. 
and Jax mimes that he's going to shut the droid off. <laughs> and the and I-5's like, all right, well, I guess I thought people gave a shit about things. Whatever, buddy. I appreciate his attitude because that's the kind of thing where 3PO would have just gotten scared. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh, no, no. Please don't turn me off. He's just He just steps back and goes, all right, I forgot I was in a room full of assholes. My bad. Fuck you. I guess I just won't talk then. Jesus. <laughs> Douche. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jax at that point s- suddenly realizes through the force that they have a visitor. Mm-hmm, and so does Loranth. Because we got to make sure that anytime one of them does Jedi stuff, the other one backs it up with the same Jedi stuff. Well, yeah, they're both Jedi stuff. Yeah. And, and they're <laughs> mm, Jedi stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> and they go over to the door and open it up before she even gets to knock. So she's like, whoa. Hello, and this is Deja, our our Zeltron who we met in the last episode. Oh, and uh, she's fully humanoid, all right. Oh, she's okay. Yeah, we get the uh, we get the detective uh, line you would want, which is like, "It is a humanoid, all right. The most beautiful humanoid I've ever seen." Why she walked in, and <laughs> I love the description because it's just like she was like a robin color of red, and then she had beautiful red hair and red eyes and she was red ready red red and had a dress of red and you're like get any color any other color put an accent in there jeez work in some blue <laughs> you're gonna just melt all into one blob at actually this point. i believe her dress is like a dress of many colors like it's got orange <laughs> and green colors. and red and purple <laughs> but no it because it, it's her dress is all shimmer fabric described it's about specifically two molecules thick two molecules thick and yet fully opaque gentlemen there's no gauziness here. Oh, no, but it's swirled and eddied with vivid colors. Yeah. So she's got a rainbow dra- a, a rainbow mini dress on and legs from here to bis. And, oh, he, he can't help himself. He reaches out with the force to see her aura. And it's a <laughs> sensation Rusty. of rust. Yeah. A dolorous mental shade. And... Again, I was like, Rust, it's just more more red stuff. Come on. <laughs> but yes, she is looking for Jax. Yeah, she says, I hope one of you is Jax Pavon. And then we jump for a, a side story real quick. Just real quick over yeah. to Typho, in case you had forgotten about him from the prologue. Captain Typho is obsessive in this book. That's all we've learned so far. Uh, he is currently looking at Coruscant, or just landing on Coruscant in his Carrick light cruiser that he used as a ride to get here. Uh, he's cleared all of his obligations as captain of the military guard or whatever back on Naboo so that he can devote himself full-time to uh, avenging Amidala's death. Yeah, and his whole thing is just like, oh, here I am on a, on a planet of trillions, and how am I going to find anyone? Why, it's practically hopeless. Oh, but Amidala would be spinning in her grave if I didn't go find the person who murdered her. And I'm like, eh, no. No, she wouldn't. If you knew her at all, you know she wouldn't be. She, She'd want you to go live your life. She was, One, no. Also, two, it, it was her. It was her own, like, weird broken heart i guess she died of turbo sad (laughs) yeah she got a she got them sad itis it's it's the leading cause of death of nabooians i don't know what you're supposed to call people from naboo naboobs nebri (laughs) naboobs i think it's it's probably naboobs yeah isn't a naboob a uh no i think it's a nabob 
No, no. Nabob is a, is a person who's yeah. like a, like a busybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey boob is a uh, haboob is a sandstorm. <laughs> hey boob. Hey boob. Hey boob. <laughs> They're a little wild and a little strange. <laughs> One slightly bigger than the other. <laughs> Get your tits out on the range. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, where was I going with this? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, a haboob is uh, like a sandstorm, I think. Anyway. Okay, yes. back to it. So he is, he's a sad, sad sack of a man who's like, well, there's nothing to be done. Alone then. And <laughs> off I go. Aww. <laughs> he just is like, well, I guess I'll go to the ruined Jedi temple to look for clues about Anakin Skywalker because that's the last Jedi who probably saw her alive and for some reason I think the blown up Jedi temple will have a clue about that? Well, you know, Anakin was known for chewing gum. Maybe he stuck a, a final message to a wall that no one's looked at yet. Oh, he's an Everest. Yeah. He could be anywhere. Especially Mount Everest. Space Everest, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's resolved to go p- poke around the Jedi Praxium remnants to see if he can dig up a I don't know a clue or a mystery or yeah I, I mean know, he is Zoinks. very much grasping at straws at this yeah he point. got he's got nothing plus he's spent several months getting ready to go do this so whatever trail there was yeah cold and stale I assume he's just going to cross paths with our heroes at some point and join them well I mean you got to imagine it's been a while because like Vader has at this point, become like a very well-known and feared entity across yeah. the galaxy. So, Plus, we had the whole, this is the second book in this series, so presumably there's a whole bunch of shit that happened in the first book, including some time passing. Yeah, I assume this has been a year since the Order is, I think, where we are. Yeah, yeah, we're almost to Order 67. <laughs> almost. Mm-hmm. Which I believe is... Uh, Thai food. Yeah, it's Thai food, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, I was going to say Panang Curry with chicken. <laughs> I... Jeez. Okay. Just, Woof. Well, just because I really like Panang Curry with chicken. Eh. It's like my favorite Thai food. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Except for uh, Pad, uh, what, Pa Prad Prick Sao. Pad CU. You love that shit. You like Pad CU? Yeah. That's your jam? That's basically drunken noodles or something? Kind of. Yeah. That's good, too. I yeah. like them all. I like every Thai food. I like every Thai food I see. <laughs> From Thai food A to Thai food Z? Uh-huh. <laughs> to Thai Time 3, the restaurant near us. Anyway, that's his whole deal. He's, he's like, all right, time to go check out what is most likely nothing, but uh, it's all I got. Yeah, and then we're right back to our main group, and uh, it's time for a long conversation with Deja. Yeah, and this is now all from Den, because Den is a Sullustin, is mm-hmm. old Dender, Yeah, and he is like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm not into humans. And like I know that, he says that so much in his head. He's like, "Look, I get it. I understand that this is supposed to be hot." Like, Zeltrons are like, "Oh, he, he, his first thought is, oh, god damn it!" When he sees her, because he's like, "Ah, Zeltrons. They're supposed to be like the hottest humanoids. This is gonna fuck with Jack Spavon, isn't it?" Yeah. I don't mean this is in. I have no gender concept, and I'm so I'm assigning a her a this instead of a her. What I mean is this the is concept. Gonna, the concept of this is gonna mess with my horny boy's brain. Yeah, and he's like. Also, maybe also Loranth. <laughs> like, s- I don't know how Loranth swings, but maybe also that. Zeltron are basically portrayed here as like Red Asari, where they're just like, I'll fuck whatever. Yeah. And so he's just like, yeah, uh, you know, I know that she's supposed to be like the perfect specimen of 
humanoid beauty. Mm-hmm. And I know humans are into it. And I know that she also has like pheromones, just like he keeps the mentioning fucking did. Shizor here. He's he keeps mentioning Shizor. He's like this this lady. I've heard that she does pheromone sex stinks, just like a falene. I wonder if no 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 wait they're different species. I shouldn't be wondering. <laughs> no, he's just like I know that the falling stink sweat worked on Laurent, even though she is a Twi'lek. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this works the same. I know they're different species, so I can't say for certain that Laurent would be susceptible to it, but yeah, I don't know if it won't. Yeah. So he's sitting there thinking about this. And the first thing she says is like, Hey, look, I heard what you guys do. Because one thing about this is that this isn't like a greasy, a, a greasy detective agency. That's not, they like are an underground railroad for non-humans to get off Coruscant. Yeah. That's because she's immediately like, I hear you can get people out of here. Yeah. So I need you to get me and my part, my business partner. She's, she's being kind of neutral on that front. The, oh, the, yeah. the back of the book says that they're lovers. And I mean, we know they're closer than just business partner from the chapter we had with them. Yeah. But she's playing it close to the, the vest for whatever reason right now. You know, I assume because she's like, I want to use my sexiness to get this idiot to take on this See, case. I, I haven't picked that up from her yet. I, I don't want to automatically assume that every Zeltron is constantly trying to use their wiles just because they have good dice in that. I'm, I'm my, my assumption is she comes to them for help because she's heard they help people. And for the moment, she's just trying to be realistic about it and be like, hey, I heard you can help people. Can you help me? And Den is like, oh, you just want to get off planet? Fuck yes. Let's discuss price schemes. And, uh. He is mostly like, man, I hope this doesn't fuck Jax up. And Jax at least pipes in with like, yes, we do those jobs. And, you know, we're, we'll be willing to take on whatever you and your person. And he's like, oh, good. He's, he's acting normal. He doesn't seem like he's got some sort of boner that's stopping his brain from working. In fact, him and Lorantha are exchanging glances, which suggests the two of them have, are, are having sort of a force conversation or force, or at least a nonverbal conversation about the, the reliability of this person. I feel like I can be safe in this. So then he pi- pipes up and he's like, yes, let's discuss pricing schedules. And Jax immediately undercuts him and be like, no, no money. We'll do this for free for some fucking reason. Cause you're so goddamn hot. He doesn't mention a reason. I assume he just does it. Cause he's like a good person. That's nah, cause oh, you're so goddamn hot. No, no, it's not. I remember what it is now uh that's by that point they already know who uh who, who he's helping off planet and it's uh what's his name dow Do- uh, v- vess vess volente yes uh vess who is kamasi and so i'm pretty sure that's like one of those suck in your teeth moments yeah it's like you're, you're like hey can you help the last of this species whose planet just blew up and they're all like oh we should probably do that one for free Ooh, if we were like yeah and that'll just cost you <laughs> you're like "Ooh, that would be real bad yeah that's like when it was in november 2001 and someone told you they were in the new york fire department <laughs> you were like ah, i guess this sandwich is free yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so so i think that's what's happening here yeah but den does notice that her like skin starts to darken a little mm-hmm. and change color to a darker red and he's like and i know that fucking Shizor did that same shit his skin would change color when he started exuding the fumes so I mean, he's he'd... just worried that she is absolutely farting out some stink fumes which but... I, I don't think that's the case i don't even because maybe he just misunderstands how Shizor works but Shizor turns red when he's aroused not when he's trying to arouse other people <laughs> it's so both it's not like he got in there it's not like he sat down with Shizor and was like all right go over all this falling shit with me let's let's talk about why you're a stinky chameleon i really i really want to talk about that 
The uh, Stinky Chameleon is my superhero name. You must tell no one. <laughs> Stinky Chameleon is definitely what fights Mega Man in the next series. <laughs> I used to do a lot of villainy until I was thwarted by Dodgeball Dan. <laughs> I don't even think that guy's name is Dan. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it definitely is. Ball comes flying out of nowhere. Punk. It is. <laughs> Okay, so, but yeah, one thing we learn right away here is that not only can Loranth and Jax have little forced conversations about whatever they want, but also I-5 speaks a special hypersonic pulse language that only Den can hear. Well, it's just that he essentially aims it at him, Hmm. so it's like a tight frequency, so instead of just like broadcasting whatever, he just sort of shoots a sentence into the ears of den yeah and the the sentence is more stuff about uh, uh the, the, the telepathy yeah yeah because it turns out that Zel- yeah telepathy they're not just they don't just have pheromones they do have pheromones but they also have uh, the ability to project their emotions directly into other people and do the same like and read the emotions of others yes yeah so uh that means that they are very good at having parties and so on because they <laughs> they're can, like, very good at having parties well they can like infect you with party you're having a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am I, now. I am. Fuck, Party Rock is in the house tonight. How did you do that? <laughs> well, every day I'm stinkling. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, he's like, God damn, that's hardly fair, is it? Thanks, Dan. Like, this th- this lady not only has do what I want sex stinks, but also do what I want empathy powers. So he's already building her up as a villain. Again, I don't think that's what's happening thing here. I think she's literally just asking for help because she needs help. Mm, I think it's both. Okay. And I'm only going off of that because this writer (laughs) really wants to do the noir stuff. Yeah. And wants to have, like, I assume this to be a femme fatale situation Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, she seems like she's a dame in distress, but really she's playing you. Yeah. Uh, And so that's just sort of what I assume he is going for. Yeah. But also, he's very bad at writing all of that stuff. Uh, that's fair. I mean, uh, the playing you hear is real. It's just that the play that she's doing is, I'm not going to tell this guy I've got a boyfriend. Yeah. I'm going to wait for later and then be like, ooh, sorry, but I'm seeing someone. And then he'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Thank you. And she'll be like, oh, but if I wasn't, though, oh, and he'd be like, oh, no, you can, you're so nice. You can stop. You can stop. No, it's just that if I want, I, I really wanted to, but <laughs> and he's like, please, just, you know, this is making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so that's the only play, as far as I can tell, that she's got going on is just playing her cards close to her, the vest about whether or not she's dating her her uh, boss. We do know that everyone knows who her boss is already. He's yes. famous. Yeah, everyone knows that he's a super well-known light artist. And, mm-hmm. you know, she brings up like, yeah, he's a great artist, but he's also an artist. And I don't know if he's going to have enough common sense to not like make a sculpture specifically about how Palpatine's an ass- asshole, so we should probably get off planet before he makes a big neon sign I'm sorry. that says, fuck you, Palpatine. I just pictured that as treason, Palpatine. <laughs> it's just, just the Emperor shitting on, like, a poster. And he's, it's just a picture of Kamas. <laughs> that is treason, Palpatine. <laughs> now I want that art to exist. Great. Yeah, anyway. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, if he decides to make a light sculpture that's mean to Palpatine, except, but also they're like, Palpatine's going to come get him anyway. Well, they're like, yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't give a shit about, like, hunting down every last living one. But certainly this really famous one. Trouble. Yeah. 
but or just this really famous artist one that the other ones look to as a beacon of hope and spirituality. I probably ought to get him. Well, I mean, again, if he were to come out and be like, hey, fuck you, buddy, then yes, obviously he would get taken out. <laughs> and so she's like, I assume that's what he's going to do. So we got to get out of here. I'm just picturing like a Bond villain who killed like 96% of the Vatican, but the Pope was in like Poland that day. And, and he was like, ah, I'll just leave the Pope. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he's going to go get the Pope. <laughs> I don't think this guy's the Pope. He's the Pope of light art. He's the light Pope. Yeah. I think that's what they call, uh, what's his name? Thomas Kincaid. Yeah, the Pope of Light. The Pope of Light. That's his, <laughs> that's his official like nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they agree to the job, whatever. And and uh, no one picks up any negative images from her or anything like that. It seems like she really is just asking for help. Then we cut to Dan. Again. Dan excuses himself and goes for a little walk around the neighborhood so he can just exposit. Oh, man, this part was hard. Like, I thought this chapter was going to be over about four pages earlier than it was, because it's just Den wandering around being like, I don't like this planet, and let me let me really get into why. Yeah, well, this is, again, it's noir with, the, with the noir stuff, it's the part where, like, the detective walks around town and goes like, this town's filthy, and most people don't see the seedy underbelly, but I look at it every day. Why, you get these high rollers in their skyscrapers, and they don't look down on the people on the streets. Mm -hmm. And it's that... Except written poorly and from a Sullustin. And also with a lot of Star Wars explanations in it. So there, well, yeah. there's all this stuff where he's like, I hate living down here, down in the depths at the bottom of the Coruscant Towers. But you'd think I'd like it because I'm a Sullustin and we live in caves, apparently. I just read that on Wikipedia. Uh, but I don't. I don't because it's not like my nice, pretty caves. It's like a shitty, crappy town of shitty tat crap. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a cool, nice cave. Instead, it's... Like a slum. Yeah. Which is what it is. I like he's like, hey, you know, there's all these Ugnaughts walking around and there's Rodians and crap. I'm not speciesist or nothing. We actually get that line. Oh, yeah. But mostly it's because he's like, I'm not speciesist or nothing, but humans. Fucking <laughs> humans, though. There's more humans on Coruscant than anything else. But not in an overall sense. Like, if you took how many humans versus how many everything else... They aren't the majority, but they are humans the plurality. Versus, yes, human versus any given thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're the plurality species, and it's getting worse now that the emperor's in charge. Yeah, uh, all the the uh, non undesirables are either being quietly murdered on the streets or they are getting the fuck out of here. So it's increasingly more and more human all over the planet. But even then, you still got immigrants every day coming to Coruscant looking for a better future, and all they get is a boot to the teeth. Why in my day? <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting because this guy's not the noir detective. He's like the Watson, but we're still giving yes, him the speech. Famously Sherlock noir. <laughs> I can't. Okay, fine. I, l let's say he's not the Eddie Valiant. He's the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I'm walking the streets, and from what I can tell, this city needs a shave and a haircut. <laughs> Everything used to be normal, but now it's all c -c 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 crazy. <laughs> Uh, Patty keeps a dime a dozen in this town. <laughs> I walk down the street, down the alley. There's some girl giving Patty cake for a dollar. <laughs> but he's not the he's not the noir detective. He's the noir detective's man. Yeah, he's just one of the guys on the team. Yeah, so he's he's wandering around having this. It just goes on for so goddamn long because there's like John said, it's very much an attempt to write noir, but also work in a bunch of Star Wars stuff. And also, it's just not very noir at all. <laughs> no. that I mean, what I was saying is, he's not great at the noir talk. 
Yeah. Like, I know when he's trying to do the noir tropes, but it's like, I think because he is beholden to Star Wars, he can't just write a full cool noir thought. In the middle of it, he has to go, which, of course, you know, in Solaston, you it's called a, a Salan. Oh, yeah, it says word for when you're sad. And, of course, you know, it's weird because I live in a cave, but you see my cave, we got we got this city in my cave. My cave city is nice, but this city, city's not nice. Not like my cave city where I come from because I'm a Solaston. Now, if I'm going to list species that I consider undesirables, or at least that the world considers undesirables, I got to do like five of them to let you know that I did the full research to make sure that there's that Star Wars. But it'll pretty much be the same five that that uh, What's-Her-Face thought might be her half of a species from the last chapter. Cause yeah, she it, thought she was half Ugnot. <laughs> half Ugnot. <laughs> He's like, well, there's Rodians, Kubaz, Ugnots, and uh, a few other... Bears. Oh, bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Just bears. <laughs> Some bears. <laughs> <laughs> Go about your business, sir. <laughs> this isn't the bear we're looking for. <laughs> But yeah, it's just this long. He's just like, ah, things are different. It doesn't really resolve much. He doesn't come. No. Out, he doesn't come out the other end of it, stealing himself for the journey ahead or anything. No, it's just there to be like, oh, I had to have a passage where someone talks about the city and how it's dirty and filthy and that it, you can't even clean up this town. Yeah, the smog is all hydrocarbons and it makes the sky red and that's a metaphor for something. <laughs> something, I, could, I don't I could, know what though. I could just think of it, it's probably some kind of a metaphor. Super deep. You think of one. <laughs> you figure it out, reader. That's right. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm gonna break the fourth wall a lot in this book. <laughs> it's me, old Dender. Fourth wall breaker. How you doing? <laughs> I'm the Deadpool of Star Wars. You didn't know that. In my day, I was the She-Hulk of Star Wars, but then things changed. Now I'm the Psycho Pirate of Star Wars. <laughs> no DC. <laughs> I'm the Animal Man of Star Wars. God damn it. Wait. Oh, my. I'm the Ambush Bug of Star Wars. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, well, that's pretty much that. It ends there. It's it's kind of a trail off ending of him just kind of going like this city. I tells you, yeah. Which I love that now he's got Ha-cha-ta. he's got this fucking voice. <laughs> Why in this city nobody can tell what you're thinking? Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I just want to pick because the problem is that dude. I always forget his name, uh, but that dude famously has a giant nose, and Solistons I don't even think have noses. So I just want to picture this dude with a huge nose now, just so we could be that guy. Just also a big honking schnauzer. Yeah. He's not Carl Malden, but that's another dude famous for his big nose. So let's just say Carl Malden. Yeah. But it just sort of ends with him being like, you know, I feel like something's coming. Why, with all these humans and the troubles going on, there's going to be a resistance that'll make the separatists look like nothing why there'll be some kind of a rebellion let me tell you that much some kind of a rebellion versus the empire <laughs> that's right he has a whole thing where he's like this is gonna lead to some kind of war and in, in a couple of years i bet <laughs> i bet in a few years there'll be a rebellion maybe maybe in about 19 years from now there'll be a really famous battle it'll change our calendar and everything <laughs> Jimmy Durante, by the way, before we get go. a bunch of tweets. Jimmy Durante, ha cha cha, ha cha cha, Amboyaga, Hamboya. I was in a bunch of Looney Tunes. That's why you know who I am. Uh, I was probably in a bunch of forties movies too, but you didn't fucking see them. You're listening to a Star Wars podcast. You don't give a shit about the forties. And there we go. 
<laughs> and that's the chapters. That's where we end is on the <laughs> the full realization that at some point there's going to be Star Wars. <laughs> New hope, even. There's going to be some kind of Star War. Perhaps an empire that might strike back. If if this rebellion happens, an empire is going to strike back at them. But then I imagine the Jedi will return. Probably. And then some sequels. <laughs> and then also other movies. 30 years from I tell you about 19 years from now, there's going to be a huge war. And then 30 years from then, they'll do the same war again. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> It'll just be the same thing, but a little bigger for no reason. And everyone will be real divisive about it. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Thanks for listening. That's the whole thing. Yep, that was well, everything. So, hey, come visit us on our Patreon at the $2 level where you can unlock. That's patreon.com slash system master, by the way, where you can unlock the uh, bonus content for this show, Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go find fun, silly stories from the Star Wars history, and we talk to each other all about them, and we tell them to you, too. And it's a nice, cheap price of 2 bucks, which gets you, like, for 4 bucks a month, I think the total is, you get four of those plus some extra shit. So it's a good, solid, honest American deal. <laughs> good american deal uh-huh and if you live somewhere that isn't america then it's a good wherever you live deal yes <laughs> maybe this week john will cover uh jedi master venmo <laughs> maybe yeah you'll finally find out about the long and torrid affair between venmo and paypal <laughs> his padawan <laughs> at least you could have picked zell eh. <laughs> but i like paypal it's fine Put enough, put enough apostrophes in there and maybe he's a chiss or something. Yeah, it's just P apostrophe Y P apostrophe <laughs> yeah, L-L-E. Yeah, it's P-A-P-A-L. P-A-P-A-L. Wait, are you the Pope? I was planning to kill the Pope. The Pope. Okay, so that's where you can find us. Otherwise, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. That'd help us out a whole lot. And that's about enough because we've already gone long. So, hey. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Elon Sleesbagiano. And I love Death Sticks. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Cha.